Welcome to the realm of heroes and monsters. Story time with your host, A.P. Fuchs. Stories of intrigue, stories of horror, stories of superheroics, stories of monsters. Get ready, the thrill ride begins. And we're back. Welcome to another episode of the Realm of Heroes and Monsters Storytime with me, A.P. Fuchs. Now, here we are. Let's dive right into it. We're going to get into monsters because we've been talking superheroes the past couple episodes. And so recently, I watched the Jeepers Creepers 1 and Jeepers Creepers 2. And I love those movies. I haven't seen number 3. I just haven't been able to get my hands on it. And there's also the uh, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, which is relatively recent. I believe it's 2022. Uh, but I looked up the box office numbers, and the first two uh, for horror movies did pretty well. I mean, we, they did approximately somewhere between 50 to 60 million, depending on the film. And then, but the other two, uh, the later one, Jeepers Creepers 3 and uh, Jeepers Creepers Reborn, they did like approximately 6 million and then a bit at the box office, which, I mean, I'm sure that barely covered budget but anyway but the f point is the the first two were really good I mean they had this character who was kind of a cross between like a Freddy Krueger demon thing um they had like the the iconic look to him they had like you know the hat and his gross face and then his big cloak and you know all dirty and stuff and then of course he had that wacky uh van trucky thing that he would you know haunt people with as well and so they had the makings of this like iconic horror character right and we're kind of due for one when you think about it because like i mean in the 80s and stuff you know we had like we had freddie right he's an icon we had jason he's an icon right we had michael myers we had he's an icon you know and but in recent years you know they've been sure they've been doing some um throwbacks to that like they did that nightmare on elm street remake not long ago um, well, actually fairly long ago now that I think about it, but um, <laughs> the point is like <clears throat> they're kind of rehashing some old stuff But with Jeepers Creepers, you know They had this this opportunity to create this like iconic character again for a new generation and I think um, as a horror fan slash mostly monster fan um, I think it's important uh, to the genre to have these sort of iconic uh, villains or these iconic killers, you know, that they the kind that have the persona, that have the the costuming, that have like the mask, that have the backstory, that have the cool name, that you know, these things that we that we create icons out of instead of your run-of-the-mill horror movie uh, character, you know, whether it's a boogeyman or a ghost or whatever, right? Or just your, even your standard like zombie flick is just a bunch of zombies. Well, that, I mean, those are zombies are icons in and of themselves, but in terms of that one single uh, villain. Uh, we're kind of missing that these days. So the Jeepers Creepers movies was like a good opportunity to to create that, to, to make this character up. And I think, um, you know, what happened was, is like uh, one and two came out relatively close together way back in the early 2000s. But then it was like a big jump in time until the sequel, like until Jeepers Creepers 3. And then it was another chunk of time until uh, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. And, like, if you look back into, back again, to the 80s, let's look at Nightmare on Elm Street as our example, <clears throat> excuse me, that, uh, like, you know, they, they released those movies relatively close together, you know, 
uh, and, it, and the, so the viewer, as they grew up, you know, they have to follow along with the new installments and get excited and, oh no, Freddy's back, right? But with Jeepers Creepers, I mean, they started off right, and I think that's what contributed to uh, the first two box office horror successes was, yeah, they were released relatively close together. And as we know from recent cinema, um, you know, releasing uh, movies that are related close together is a good idea. I mean, like Marvel, of course, has aced that completely. And I'm hoping the upcoming DCU does the same thing. But, um, yeah, I think that's where Jeepers Creepers unfortunately fell down was where there was just a huge gap between two and three. And by that point, you know, the audience has changed. The audience has grown up. Um, some might not even remember the first couple because they might have seen them when they were much younger. You know, and that sort of thing. So, like, like Hollywood, pay attention. You know, like if you're gonna build something, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pump it out. You gotta without saturating, and of course, keep the stories interesting. But yeah, you gotta be steady. You know, give it steady. Especially nowadays with you know with streaming and all that, we're used to uh, steady content, right? Watch one episode of something. What you can you do? You just jump right into the next one, unless it's one of those situations where the streaming service forces you to wait a week for the next one. But you get the idea, right? We we like our succession, and that's what I think needs to be done. So like, you know, is Jeepers Creepers lost? You know, is it gone? Was it a missed opportunity? I don't know, I'd, I'll be honest. I don't know, cause you know, we all know the Hollywood machine, right? Like they could reinvigorate something pretty quickly with uh, the right talent behind the camera and, and also in front of the camera. And so I think there's still a chance to revive, so to speak. Uh, the Jeepers Creepers concept. I mean, we got the Scarecrow thing going on with him, which, like, Scarecrows are scary. Well, for the most part, right? Depending on how they're constructed. If you've seen some scary Scarecrows, you know what I'm talking about. Instead of just a stuffed shirt and a stuffed bag for a head on a post in a field. But if you see, like, you know, the ones that are actually meant to scare people, you know, they're, they're quite terrifying. And, like, Jeepers Creepers, you know, he did the Scarecrow thing quite a bit. And that that worked really really well, and that was also like as part of the cover art for the for the movies, you know. So they have something. Um, I just not sure if they know what to do with it. So my hope is simply that they recognize that they have an iconic character potential here um, that was nursed and was used and was growing uh, at the original time of release, and then the delayed basically dropped the ball. So if they're able to somehow kind of go, like not do a reboot or even a soft reboot, but there's just some sort of way to like, you know, dive back to the beginning and pull from there and then make it the storyline kind of like this uh, concept of succession again, like, you know, rapid succession of, of releases. Um, they might be able to pull it off. You know, we might end up getting then a seven or eight movie series out of it, potentially more. Who knows, right? So, yeah, I think Jeepers Creepers, I mean, I love those movies. They're a lot of fun. And, you know, they appeal to the monster fan in me big time. So they, you know, they get good reviews in that regard. They have that backwoods style, uh, B-horror-ish uh, feel to them, which I like as well. And, um, so they have something. I just think that they, they need to revisit it, retool it, and hopefully bring it uh, up to date in, to the present day. But anyway, um, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, there's probably I can go on and on about it, but the point is, yeah, I think Hollywood should simply take the character, 
reinvigorate it and then give us some quick succession movies to build the icon and then once he becomes an icon and then anything goes from there at that point because we've seen that happen again with Freddy with Jason etc so yeah that's my two cents on that now let's just switch gears and let's get quickly to the creative side of things uh, at present uh, at the time of this recording the new Axiom Man book Axiom Man Crimson Cloak Scarlet Synergy is presently with the editor getting edited uh, the cover art is underway so we're on track book production wise and I'm really, really excited because 2024 is all about Axiom Man. We got this uh, crossover happening uh, in February, and then come by fall, we'll have the Battle of Power trilogy uh, complete and out uh, for release, and it's going to be in time for the Winnipeg Comic Con, which I recently found out that I was accepted to get into. So uh, that's that's good news. So this year is like 100% superhero in terms of the creative stuff, except for the occasional other things. Um, like the other day I finished uh, Cotton Black Headlights that's uh, scheduled for a spring release and I have a couple other items uh, that are nearing completion but I'm not quite sure yet where I'm going to put them on the 2024 schedule or if I might hang on to one or two and throw it into 2025 uh, that's yet to be looked at but um, in the meantime yeah uh, we got one Aximan adventure in the can like in terms of being written and done it's done and we have the production process underway, which is great, which means that you, dear reader, are going to get something soon. And then two, uh, we have the P Battle Power Trilogy uh, in process. And of course, we're aiming for fall with that because those three books are going to be written back to back, uh, just as is the, the way the storyline goes. So that's where we're at uh, in terms of the creative stuff. And we'll keep you up to date uh, with things as they develop. But anyway, enough about that. Uh, we did Jeepers Creepers, we talked about some Axie Man, and now it's time for what? Come on guys, it's episode 24, we should know this. Come on, come on. Story time. Alright, you're going to like this one. Here we go. Episode 24. The Trunk. All went to immediate darkness when the burlap bag was thrown over Doug's head. Whoever did it had his skull wrapped in there good and tight. The bag was quickly pulled taut the moment it was put on, forcing Doug's body to go backward. He fell into someone much larger than him, and any effort to pull away or strike out was cut short when something solid knocked him across the back of his head. Doug's world swam in darkness, and something strong wrapped itself several times around where the burlap met his neck. A second later, his feet were off the ground and there was a mini rush of wind as he fell a few feet and landed against something hard. A slam. Muffled voices through semi-thin walls. He clawed at the bag but was unable to tear it. Around his neck were several layers of duct tape sealing the bag in place. An engine started. The walls around him and floor vibrated. He knew exactly where he was. The trunk of a car. Hey! Help! Let me out! Doug shouted. There was no answer. The car drove. He kicked against the car's interior and pounded at it with his fists. He pressed up against what he assumed was the trunk's lid but couldn't get the thing to budge. Screaming, he flailed about like a madman, hoping he'd break through something or at least make enough of a ruckus that whoever had kidnapped him would stop the car, come around back, and open the lid. 
Maybe then he'd somehow be able to make a break for it. The car kept driving. Minutes passed. A good twenty, possibly thirty. When the car finally stopped, he heard the doors open and the muffled voices of two guys as they got out. They spoke to each other, but the words were unclear. They didn't even sound like harsh words, just ones firm and sure. Doug kicked and punched against the interior. The two guys didn't give him any attention. A violent force hit the car from the front. The car started to move, slowly at first, then picked up speed. The guys must have put it in neutral and were pushing it. The bumpy ground beneath the vehicle made the car hop, one rocky bump so big Doug lost his balance and banged his head against the trunk's floor. The car moved quicker when the angle changed and he was slammed back into the far outside end of the trunk. There was only a thin wall of metal and plastic between him and freedom and the damn trunk was locked shut. The car sped and the bumps grew, tossing Doug around between what little room he had in there. With a violent jolt, the car hit something hard and the splash afterward told him it was water. A lake or a river or something. He tried to think of where he might be, but there were any number of places with water in the city. Which ones had an uneven hill? Plenty of them. The car began to right itself as it slowly sank into the water. Wherever he was, there had probably been a good drop off right before the shoreline. No subtle waiting. Soon, icy water began to seep its way into the trunk. Help! He kicked against the trunk's lid. Hey, there's somebody in here. Gravity took over and he felt the car sink further, as if he had, and if he had any doubt, the more and more water coming in confirmed it. It didn't take long for him to already be waist deep, and even through the thickness of the burlap, the stench of the dirty river water was clear, or dirty lake. Shivers raced through him, and his muscles contracted from the water's cold. Help! He listened for any response. Nothing. Those two guys were probably laughing or were already well into their way walk away from this place. What did I do to deserve this? Doug asked. Nothing. That's what. No crimes. No crossing the wrong people. He'd done nothing wrong. This was a joy crime. Some kind of pleasure killing. His heart sank. The water was up to his shoulders. He tried to sit up as high as possible to get some more breathing room, but the low roof of the trunk kept him pretty much where he was. Shaking from the cold, he arched his head back to keep his mouth and nose above the waterline for as long as possible. New shivers ran through him when the water soaked through the burlap and caressed the back of his head. There's no way out of this, he whispered. Shouting, he pressed up against the trunk's roof. The thing didn't budge. The water was at his jawline, and even if the trunk was somehow unlocked, the water pressure on top of it would ensure it stayed shut. He wondered what kind of car he was in, something classy or something beat up and run down. He hoped it was something somewhere in the middle, you know, like a Camaro or Mustang. The water covered his face, and he pressed himself tight against the trunk's roof thinking maybe he could grab a few extra millimeters of breathing space before being completely out of options. The bag absorbed the water and the funk of the river, or lake, pierced his nostrils. Mouth shut, he held his breath, the little air he had in there. 
He hadn't thought to take a deep breath prior to the water completely covering his head, not with his heart racing and panic setting in. Any moment now, his lungs would pound and would be screaming for air. Doug let himself sink a little into the minimal room he had. It was quiet underwater. His lungs convulsed as they instinctively wanted to gulp some air. The icy water was in his bones now, too, and a fresh round of shaking made every limb jitter and jolt. Hold on. Don't breathe. Hold on. Don't breathe. Hold on. Don't... On instinct, his body unable to take it anymore, he sucked in a lungful of water. His throat locked and he tried to cough it out, but each lurch only brought in more water. Air. Doug shook. He tried to expel the water in his lungs, but nothing came out. A little more of the ice-cold water came in. His arms and legs quivered. The shaking finally began to slow. Then it started up again as panic set in full force. Thoughts melted away. Water in his lungs. Air. I need air. Buzzing in his ears. Darkness. Air. Please. Air. Burlap bag. Water. Air. I need. Trunk. Water. Full lungs. Air. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Realm of Heroes and Monsters Storytime with A.P. Fuchs. And today, my little uh, after credit scene is simply going to be this. I want to put in a plug-in for drivethroughfiction.com. And through is spelt uh, T-H-R-U. And it's an overlooked, in my opinion, an overlooked uh, ebook site for a ton of titles. And uh, mine are on there as well. And there'll be a, a link in the description. But... Um, I think you know what they deliver there is a you get your ebooks in multiple formats. You get ebooks that you won't necessarily always find on the traditional places like Amazon or Barnes and Noble, etc. And um, I mean, if you're into like you know sci-fi, fantasy, superhero, all sorts of things, drive-through fiction has it. They also have a flip side to, to their site. It's drive-through comics, and it's the same idea. It's it's electronic uh, comics uh, that you can get. Um, but back to the fiction side of things, uh, at least in terms of my releases, I put them all up there in through that venue as PDFs. And the reason is, is because a PDF can be read on any device. Every device has a PDF reader, whether it's an official e-reader like a Kindle or your phone, it doesn't matter. 
that you can read a PDF. And so I release my books that way so that everyone has access to it. You don't need special software, nothing other than you just simply have to download the book. So check out Drive Through Fiction. It's an overlooked site, but it needs to be brought to attention because it's been around for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. And, um, yeah, just go check it out and you'll find some really cool stuff. So I encourage you to go there. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in this episode and we'll see you next one because we're counting down to the end of season one and next one, episode 25. Well, that's episode or six away inclusive from the end. So yeah, be sure to subscribe and stay tuned.